eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Uh, we got a couple of big guests coming up. Russ Tucker's coming up one second here. And then Spike Eskett. Spike is calling from New York where he is dealing with a crisis. Okay. The crisis being out that he grew up an Eagles fan. His yep. father is the media spokesman for the Eagles, <laughs> a.k.a. bootlicker. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 now he's running a station in New York, WFAN. Uh, yep. And uh, we know Spike pretty well. That is a man of firm conviction. <laughs> and there's simply no way, Al, he turned tail on our teams because he went 100 miles north. Yeah, right. Once an Eagle fan, always an Eagle mm-hmm. fan. We'll find out what he's doing and how he's handling this shortly. But right now, our number one football expert, brought to you by First Trust Bank, official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles, is Ross Tucker. Hi, Ross. Angelo, what's up? How great. Are are you enjoying football the past few days there, Ross Tucker? Well, the weekend was amazing. Last night kind of stunk, being a blowout and not nearly as fun. Isn't it wild, by the way? Last night, that was the game I think we were all the most excited about. Yep. Cowboys and Brady and the Bucks, and that ended up being the only blowout. The five on Saturday and Sunday, Angelo, every game had at least one lead change. Even the seven seeds, the Seahawks and the Dolphins, really gave the Niners and the Bills a game. It was awesome. I know it was, but here's the thing. I just got to get this personal because you are an emotional man, Ross, and you played with Tom Brady, and you were watching what may have been his final game. What were you thinking when you watched Brady and saw his speech afterwards where he kind of said goodbye? What do you think? Well, uh, first of all, I didn't enjoy this year at all. You know, and I think I talked to you about this before. I know a lot of people don't like Tom Brady, but none of those people have actually ever met him. You know, I mean, you you won't find a teammate of his to say anything bad about him, which I think is really, really telling because there's a lot of guys that will say bad stuff about Aaron Rodgers or whatever. And so I did not enjoy seeing a clear drop-off in his play this year. I mean, the team around him was bad. The offensive coordinator was horrible. But he didn't play well. And last year, I thought he played really well. He was second in the MVP voting last year. So he could have ended it then. He wanted to keep playing. And I know he said – 
by last night, uh, Angelo. I think he was saying more personally, more saying bye to Tampa ah. than he was saying bye to ever playing. I There's been too much smoke about him wanting to continue to play. And I, I think now that he's divorced and he doesn't really have that uh, – he doesn't have anything pulling him to, to, to quit, I think he's going to try to play again. I think it's going to be somewhere else. And I think he's trying – this is my personal opinion. I think he's going to try to leverage playing another year or two into some type of ownership or oh, equity geez. with one of these organizations. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm already sick of Tom Brady. He hasn't even retired yet. Let me get to the <laughs> Cowboys. All right, the Cowboys. How big a threat are they to win it all this year? Well, I think they're a really good team. I have a tough time picturing them winning three straight road playoff games. So they beat a bad Bucks team last night, but now they're going to have to go to San Francisco and beat a Niners team that's won 11 in a row, and then more than likely, and hopefully it's the case, come to Philadelphia and beat the Eagles. I don't think it's very likely. I don't think they're that big of a threat, Angelo, but I'm, I'm glad the Eagles are playing the Giants and not the Cowboys. As good as the Giants looked against the Vikings, the Cowboys are just a better, more talented team. And if you're looking at this as an Eagles fan, as you should be, I think you should probably be happy, I guess, that the Cowboys won last night because the Cowboys actually have a real chance to beat the Niners. I'm just not sure... Dak and those guys can play that consistently to do it three weeks in a row. All right, you know, I'm going to get right to my fear, all right? I'm going to, I'm going to put it right on the table because nobody can argue that the Giants have more talent than the Eagles. Nobody can. The Eagles did beat them twice, once when it mattered. Here's the thing, Ross. I don't trust my coordinators. I just laid out, I think Josie will confirm this, a convincing argument of my fears good. of yeah, that was a good argument. Because the fact of the matter is, wide open receivers, I see that all the time with Gannon. Goddard, uh, with uh, Shane Steichen, I don't know what I'm getting. Is he going to dial up Goddard? Did you see what Hawkinson did? How big a concern should it be that our coordinators have been not been on their game for a month now? Uh, fair question. Um, I would say the counter to that, Angelo, would be there's a reason why these guys both had three or four interviews for head coaching gigs. People around the league are pretty impressed with what they did. I'm a little bit more concerned about the guys coming out rusty and the Giants, just the belief that the Giants have in themselves right now after what they were able to do on Sunday against the Vikings and how well Daniel Jones played. I'm a little bit more concerned about that than I am about the coordinators. That said, you know, if Daniel Jones comes out and has wide-open receivers, by the way, like he did against the Vikings, that Vikings defensive coordinator, if he's not fired by tomorrow, I'll be surprised. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, oh, that guy, God, was that he guy awful. is the worst. Uh, it's unbelievable. And, by the way, that's one of the reasons why I feel pretty good about the Eagles Saturday night. They're not going to let him be that open. I mean, it, it's not going to be that nuts that you know Daniel Jones able to just pick up them apart. I will say this, though. I think the onus is on your boy Jonathan Gannon, Angelo. He better have a plan for Daniel Jones' legs. He better have a plan for how fast Daniel Jones is. He had over 70 yards rushing against the Vikings. He is an absolute weapon. If you remember, even like the Titans game, Tannehill ran for a couple first downs. If Daniel Jones runs... For a lot of yards Saturday night, 
That is on Gannon, and we'll be talking about it next week. Well, I want to I want to uh, put on the record, Rhea, that uh, the reference of Gannon as my boy, mm-hmm. uh, it, I do not accept it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I, I know that, 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 was, that, that was in jest. <laughs> I know it was. But yeah, all right, yeah, then okay. let me just get to the only question that matters: How close to fully functional do you think Jalen Hurts will be on Saturday night? I think like 90, 95%. Ah! I'll take Al Jones in 90. I'll take 90 right now. You think so? You think you'll be that good? I do. I do. Yeah. I mean, it's been a while since the injury. He just got another, you know, 10 days totally off to let it heal. What's really interesting, okay, we'll know pretty early in the game how the Eagles feel about Hurts by whether or not they have any design quarterback runs. Yeah, in the first quarter. We're going to know. I mean, we're we're going to know pretty early in the game whether the Eagles think he's totally full throttle and there's no hesitation, there's no restrictor plate, or if we don't see Jalen Hurts run at all, then it's like, oh boy, it's still bothering him. They're still worried about it, and they're not going to call those. And then that becomes a concern, especially in the red zone where him running is such a threat. And let me just say, Rhea, that is why we employ Ross Tucker. Yes. Because he gives you a reference point when yes. you're watching a game. <laughs> if Hertz is not running early, you understand you're dealing with a lot less than 90%. Oh, absolutely. He has to <laughs> run. He's not the same quarterback without it. All right, I need two predictions here. Ross, who's going to win on Saturday night? And who will – I already know you're going to say the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And who are the Eagles going to face in the NFC Championship game? Best guess. So – I don't think it's going to be easy Saturday night, but the Eagles are the better team. You know, after a bye, Angelo, you can come out like totally refreshed and energy and going crazy, or you can be a little rusty. I think it's going to be the former for the Eagles. I think they're going to come out flying around and get after the Giants, and I think they probably win uh, 27-20, maybe 27-17. I feel pretty good about the Eagles Saturday night. They're going to play the 49ers. Because that's going to be tough for the Cowboys to win back-to-back games. It's a short week for the Cowboys. They're going out to San Francisco. And, you know, it sounds weird that, to say this about the Dallas Cowboys organization. On some level, Angelo, I think they're just kind of happy that they at least won a playoff game. Wow. Yeah, they had not won a road playoff game in 31 years. 30 years, right. So I think on they, they'll never say this, right? Right. But – you know, Mike McCarthy was going to get fired today if they lost last night. Ah. I, I think on some level they're like, oh, at least we didn't lose to the Bucks, <laughs> who were 8-9, NFC South was terrible, people would have been making fun of us all offseason. If we lose to the Niners, well, we don't want to lose the Niners, but if we do, that's at least, you know, respectable and we're on the road and it's, they're a really good team. So I think it's Eagles, Niners, like we all thought it would be before the playoffs started next Sunday in Philadelphia, yep. Lincoln Financial Field. Three o'clock. NFC Championship game, three o'clock. That's three right. o'clock. I already looked it up, pal. It's the early game this early year. One. They flip them back and forth. Nice. Ross Tucker, once again, you have established why we employ you because you are brilliant. Thank you, my friend. Thanks, guys. Ross Tucker. 